Seminar with Adam Arn. Welcome to 3PR. I'm your host, Adam R. And with me on this episode is Klaus Zvon. Klaus, how you doing, sir? Oh, very well. Thank you, Adam. It's nice to be on air with you. Yeah, uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time. Um, oh, absolutely. To jump in, let's uh, let's discuss what got you involved with uh, researching UFOs and uh, journalism of. Well, uh, I started as a teenager in 1974, so I've been around investigating UFO sightings for a while now. And uh, four years after that, uh, 1978, I started as a journalist, and I've been working as that for, well, since then, really, and uh, I am now employed by Sweden's uh, largest newspaper, Dagens Nyheter. So, ufology is covered in in primary news newspapers, there, huh? Yeah, I, I write about UFOs, and I also write about lots of other stuff, of course. But uh, I've been following the subject in in print as well uh, from uh, my different workplaces, and uh, it's a it's a big interest. When we are writing about UFOs, there are a lot of people uh, reading it. And, of course, I'm uh, publishing material on, on uh, our newspaper's internet edition as well. And uh, huge interest. Very, very huge. Yeah, especially in the westernized countries. Uh, it, it's mm. enormous. I don't hear much coming from, like, Asia. <laughs> it's, no. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know why that is. Well, you're right about that. It's a little strange. Uh, we know there are UFO groups in, in China and uh, also in Japan, but uh, nothing in uh, India, which is a huge country, more than a billion people living there. Uh, no UFO societies, as far as I know. And uh, that goes for, for many, many countries in Asia. And uh, I'm not really sure why it is like that. This is very, very much a Western thing. And of course you have it in, in South America and South Africa and so on. Yeah. I, I think largely in part from what I researched anyway, um, Asian uh, countries are more, they're so inclined on being successful that they don't really look up or they don't, I, I don't think they have the time. If you consider that they go to school pretty much year round and they're goal oriented. Uh, and I've heard this from a few people that they just, they're more focused on success and uh, maybe they are seeing things and it's, it's just, it's secondary to them, right? They, I got to get my job. I got to school. I don't have the time to be interested in this. Maybe that, that could be the case. Yeah. They, they are very hard workers. That's for sure. They work um, many more hours than we do, but uh, that said, there should be at least a couple of millions in India with 1.2 or something like that billion people that uh, should be interested enough to start a society and investigate UFOs. So uh, it's a little difficult to, to explain, I think. It's not that easy that people are just focused on other stuff because they have internet as well. They read about this as we do. They, of course, know about what's happening in the U.S. right now with all those uh, new observations coming out from, from the U.S. Navy and all that. So they must be curious as well, but they don't really take this extra step and start the society or, or a club or, or whatever. Right. Or an investigative group. You know, that's, it's true because that's what, that's the one thing for me is when the U S military started releasing the videos, it, every shred of doubt I had about UFOs anyway, gone. What's piloting them. I still don't know. I mean, it, it could be any number of things. I, I have a theory that the gray aliens everyone depicts are, our advanced biomechanical robots with a consciousness upload uh, because like us, we would send robots. If we had the technology to send bipedal fully functional robots to another world to explore, we would do it in a heartbeat. And so that's what gives me the idea that the, the gray or my theory anyway, the grays are, they're, you know, biological biomechanical robots. Um, mm. I, I don't know if you share that same thought, but that's just a theory anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things we don't know about this and uh, so little that have been uh, published by, by the military in the U.S. We have only heard witness testimony. We have not seen any really hard uh, data 
from from the radar units or or from uh, uh, from the cameras. We have seen uh, redacted pictures and films from the pilots, of course, but we have not seen the the originals, and we have not seen the investigations made by the U.S. military. So we are in a position that it's very, very hard for us really to judge what, what's been going on. I agree with you that uh, there is no doubt that there have been loads of interesting observations. But that said, we have always had loads of interesting observations. So um, it's not just another, another branch on this tree of new observations and new, no hard data. That's what I really want to see. I agree. You know, um, that gimbal video from the U.S., mm. if, you, if you study that video and you listen to Bob Lazar and Woody, how he described how they would function in like the 80s, 90s, lines up pretty, pretty solid lineup. You know, belly first turns over, would use its belly first to take off. Uh, when they're hovering, probably when they produce the most energy because, again, they're manipulating some sort of energy field surrounding them. You know, this is all theory and then what we've seen in videos – but you are right. We don't see a lot of reports coming out that are that are more like, in other words, for that gimbal, there's no question. There was something there, and it did something we've never witnessed before in in the air. Where are the reports? That's a great question. Yeah, they are still inside the, the, the units in, in Pentagon, of course. There are lots of paperwork there, and even the classified uh, report that came out uh, for a for, um, Selected few uh, this summer. Uh, that was also quite, uh, you should say, only nine pages or something like that. It was very, very little. There must be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of, of papers, of course, documents um, that uh, must have been produced um, during the investigations that uh, must have been done from, from, from the interest that has been stirred of this. But we haven't seen them. And hopefully in the future, we will see through FOIA or other requests a little more of this material. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was a very safe disclosure, right? I mean, mostly because those videos are released. Um, you don't see those things in the air commonly. And they probably were like, well, you know, we could disclose that. We are, we, or the, like I said, they said there are things we just don't know what they are. I mean, that was really safe. They didn't really disclose anything. They just spoke the no. obvious. No, that's right. And, you know, it's very safe. I don't know. For me, it's tough because not that I want to believe. I, I, as a kid, I was really interested. In, uh, somewhere in my mid, you know, 20s, uh, you lose it because you're busy with other things. But when the 2017 video came out, when that release came, that tells me undoubtedly something's definitely out there and we don't know what it is. And when you hear the, the pilot speak, like David Fravor, that was, for me, that was compelling evidence that something is definitely not ours is out there performing. Or, or maybe, you know, there's other speculation that it's, black projects that we're working on, but I don't know that we'd be in the middle of military drills with these, right? We would be somewhere more secluded. Well, it is powerful to listen to, to David Fravor and other pilots. And uh, of course we have pilots in Sweden as well that have been chasing strange things in disguise or for decades. This is nothing new, of course. Uh, lots of other countries have pilots that have tell, told the same stories. Uh, but of course, when U.S. pilots say something, it's a, it's another quite another kind of impact, really. But it's nothing new. This is just another one, right? You know, and then I, I'd spoken about this a couple times. I, you know, there's been there's been talk about another disclosure from the governments, governments plural. I think that has something to do because now, if you look, more and more private industries going to space. There's like the billionaires club. They're they're in like this mm. race to see who could do to better. And like Jeff Bezos, if he gets a rocket up there and he has civilians that witness something out there, they're not going to stay hush. They're, they're, they're not sworn under any oath. And, no, and, and no, if they have cameras on them, those are viral moments in their opinion. It's going to get viral. So I think why we're speeding up now is be, mostly because private industry is getting more involved with space exploration. And, you know, there's a lot more really advanced telescopes being purchased by the private sector. Yeah, I've been talking to uh, Professor Avi Loeb uh, several times, uh, the Harvard professor that is uh, running the Galileo project now. And he's planning to put uh, telescopes in action around the world, trying to 
with pictures of UFOs or UAPs, uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but that has been done before. We have had telescopes doing that uh, before every loops uh, project. It's very, very hard to get pictures of, of uh, bona fide UFOs, of course. Uh, so I don't think he will, will succeed in that, sorry to say. But it's a good endeavor, and I, I really applaud it, and I hope he will get it, something. Indeed. You're ta- again, if we're speculating on an advanced life form that made advanced machinery, it's hard to, to get a telescope and find an F-A-22 Raptor, right? That would, that would prove difficult. Uh, Absolutely. It, so you're imagining a, a vehicle that is 20 times more advanced. Yeah, the likelihood's pretty low. I like Avilobe. I appreciate what he's and his, and what he says about there being more open minded. You have to be. Um, I just read something about FRB 121102, some sort of pretty consistent signal coming from a galaxy from uh, something like three billion light years away, but it's consistent, and it gives me kind of that you know like a homing beacon type. Uh, there's some kind of feel to that. And I don't know, like that, it's 3 billion million, it's 3 billion miles, light years away. That's, that's, yeah, it's far away. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, that's, that's, you're talking lifetimes, or unless we figure out something in quantum physics, uh, eventually to, to, to bridge the gap. But the point I make is that's an interesting factor. And I always make room for the idea that there's life elsewhere. And they're probably, consider how vast the universe is, right? And then consider the cosmic web, which I started reading more about and how everything's connected. Now, how many planets are out there where there's, you know, advanced life forms, but they're in their Stone Age or they're in their Bronze Age or they're just hitting the 50s, you know, in comparison to us. And that beacon, that sound you're hearing might be a very delayed signal, a very early television for them, Right. So I make room for a lot of those ideas. Well, not not television signals. They are spreading too too much. They are not uh, reaching Earth. I mean, our television signals are dispersing in in the universe. So you're very very hard to to, to see them or hear them in any way. Uh, if you see or hear a signal billions of light years away, it's probably a galaxy or something else uh, with huge amounts of energy. And the universe. I'm an amateur astronomer. You know most small kid the universe is uh, producing a lot of strange phenomena and uh, uh, repeating as well like the quasars they are repeaters the repeaters are a way that the universe uh, signals uh, itself it doesn't mean that it must be something intelligent behind it that's so true i'm really cautious about that yeah that that makes sense because uh it's some of the things i read about especially about atoms that one could be here and another could be on the other side of the universe and one could affect another almost instantaneously. Uh, that blows my mind when I hear things like that, by the way. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, rap, yeah. Wrapping yeah. my head around that's tough. So in it's your tough. years of research, what are there some cases you come, come across where for you it's you know solidified? This is, this is definitely something not from here. I mean, I think the, 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 the most important thing that I have, I have come to a conclusion of during my years as an investigator that is that the UFO uh, phenomena is not just one phenomenon. It's uh, very, very many uh, different and strange things uh, that doesn't really match to each other. It's so easy to talk about Tic Tacs or cigar-shaped objects or whatever you want uh, at this moment. But if you look at the reports over time there are so many different strange objects that it's not just one red thread that goes from a to to b here so it's difficult to understand really i think we have to broaden our 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 minds uh, to find solutions to uh, to the ufo enigmas uh, i have no solution myself at this moment i wish i had but I see so many questions instead. I talk to pilots that have been chasing objects uh, outside Sweden in the waters of the Baltic Sea, uh, and they were outflown by objects that uh, were flying much faster than their fastest aircraft at that time. And I met pilots that have seen objects in uh, quite near distance, 
and they were not able to catch up them either. But they saw them in daylight. It was cigar-shaped. It was no wings. It was no cockpit, no tail fin. It should have been uh, dropping to the ground, really. But it didn't. It just flew. So to me, this is really a challenge. And uh, I'm not sitting on any answers. I have so many, many more questions, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be the common thread, right? Um, yeah. You know, especially with the, the, the appearance of them. I get that a lot. People are like, well, why do they all look different? Well, I mean, an explanation to that is look at what we have for vehicles. Like we have cars, buses, trucks, planes, train. Everything's different and has its own purpose. Uh, and, and an advanced race, I would imagine, would have several different things for def- different purposes. And what the Absolutely. pilots, yeah, and what the pilots, what they're seeing. When I'm hearing pilots outmaneuvered by something that, that like you said, it looked like it should, it should just fall. There's nothing aerodynamic about it should really speak to the fact that they're utilizing something that's well beyond our comprehension. Uh, and, and the same the same goes for how people depict uh, the entities that they are, are meeting. I mean, it's very easy to talk about those greys with two arms and two legs and a huge head and all that stuff. But we have so many other descriptions as well. Right. And this goes back in history. You can go back uh, hundreds and hundreds of years, people meeting entities that they have never seen before they put different labels on them but uh, take a look at earth how how diverse uh the life here is on earth yeah it looks so so many different ways yeah if you ever want a question of people like well aliens sound too fantastic you look up a picture of a camel spider right <laughs> and <laughs> when you see that when i the first time i saw a picture of a camel spider i thought it was fake <laughs> and then I saw a video of it, and then I was tetra. I was petrified. It's like that's a real thing, you know. So, yeah. How divert- does it look? What does it look like? It's you. You. <laughs> I couldn't explain it to you. If you, it look, <laughs> it looks like the the predator. You ever see the predator movies? Yeah. But a spider version of predator. It is frightening to look at. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! I don't like spiders. I'm not a fan either. So the first time I saw an image of that, I had I prayed to God, like thank God I don't live where that thing is. That is terrifying, <laughs> and they're aggressive. So the diversity of life, yeah, I could, over the course of time, like we evolve, humanity's definitely, well, not, not very yeah. well mentally, but overall we evolve. Yeah. Now you have something that's got a thousand plus years on us, you know, speculating the evolution mm-hmm. of that, who knows? And it, I also, I often believe, and this is why I say the grays are, you know, biomechanical, Every, and I've, I've interviewed a lot of people off podcast and every one, I hear one consistent thing. The grays don't speak. They look over you like in this really kind of like dead way. But, you know, the eyes to me are like sensors or cameras and scanners and just the way they, these people describe them looking at them. But one common thing they do say that there's another being that's larger. It resembles the smaller ones, but it resembles it's larger. And it seems to be a little bit more biology related, right? It has expressions and uh, they don't, they all don't have an exact height. This is what I'm being told through interview anyway. So it leads me to believe if I'm a human, let's say you and I class, we go to another planet. We're like, all right, look down there. Some interesting stuff. They're fighting. They have complex language. There's different music, blah, blah, blah. We're going to create something that's going to, I obviously look like us. Cause that's how we really build everything in the world. We to it's familiar to us and it's going to yeah. go explore that planet ahead of us, you know, to avoid, cause we don't know if we're going to be able to breathe the air. We don't know if there's disease. It makes more sense to send a biomechanical robot down there to avoid all them, all those issues. So what do we make about uh, all those contactees from the 1950s and their stories then? What should we think about them? You know, that's a good question. I've read a lot of that. Um, from the majority of those I hear, they are abducted. They go to a ship where, which they perceive to be not near Earth. Because just what I hear, maybe the bio the biomechanicals pick them up, bring them up to that ship, and then there's the the biology. But then that's a good question. Like we're there. What if what if we sneeze? Right? What if we hmm. sneeze? Give them a cold killer whole race. Like you know, yeah, like it, the War of the Worlds. You know? Right? Yes. Yes. So I don't know yet. Uh, the abduction cases for me are out of all the things I'm researching that seems to be one of the harder things for me to get my head around I can understand fully if they're here in our atmosphere we're being observed 
Because that's, I would hope, anyway, I hope, humanity, because we're a pretty questionable species, you know? We don't get along yeah. with each other. But I would no. hope if, let's say, we're flying, we found another planet, and we find out they're in their Bronze Age, you know, they're having war. We're going to watch. Yeah. We should We should watch. Uh, we should example what we do here on Earth. Like, um, I say this a lot, too. If you and I are walking in a park, and we see an ant colony, and they're using combustion engine cars, and they're flying around and they're in, to their scale anyway. We're closing that park off. We're going to watch them as long as possible to see the evolution of that species and how it goes. Um, yeah, that's the that's I like to think that as far as abduction, I try to relate that to uh, National Geographic's when we come across a new species of animal. Yes, we would take one of them for study but we would ultimately not want to disturb the, the the pack pride or whatever it may be. We want to observe them, watch how they evolve and, and keep distance. And if we could help it in national geographics, if we could absolutely make it so they wouldn't know our presence is there, we would, and we would study it. So in comparison to what these are, that's why I think we're under a long-term study. Yeah. I think we're, we're under, I think they're, I think we're national geographics for the aliens. Uh, as far as abductions, I could understand one or two because, you know, DNA, uh, how are they functioning? But then it should just drop off because now they understand our DNA. Um, maybe some abnormalities throughout the time or a disease or something they have to study. But outside of that, yeah, I don't see why it's popular. But what I will let you know, I did find a pattern. Starting around 2006, from all the reports I've read, abduction's actually taken a dip, or reports thereof. And that's in part, I think, because... In my house right now, there's cameras, there's microphones, there's, I, mean, I could be observed with a hacker, let alone an advanced race without any, without them coming in here. So I think, uh, I think abductions have slowed down in reports because of our technology working against us. But ultimately from the 1950s, I don't know because it's not like, I don't know, aliens have been around for, if they're, if speculated that they've been around for thousands of years why so popular then i don't that's a good question i mean if they are so advanced they should be able to to uh, put your cameras out to work quite easily if they don't want them to to picture you being abducted or whatever uh, i agree i you know just like we advanced with our technology theirs is advancing too uh, I mean, there's, there's nothing easy about this. And I, I'm the first to say that I'm not putting the, the ET hypothesis first. I, I'm, I'm really looking into this with a broad mind, as uh, neutral as I can, listening to the stories, trying to find explanations. And uh, to me, aliens coming here, doing all this stuff with us for hundreds and hundreds of years, it doesn't really add up to me. It's, uh, it, it may be something completely different. And I don't know what it is, but um, we're traveling here from huge distances, doing all this stuff to no avail, really. They, they are not doing any any harm to us. They're not doing any good. They are not presenting themselves. They're just here. Right. They're just what does that say about this phenomenon? Yeah. Either they're completely benign or there's a greater plan or, yeah, I can see what you're saying. I mean, the only... So let's let's go to let's look at this from another perspective. Uh, in any study, uh, let's say we're 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 a project, and they're they're in you know they're coming around us is minimized. That's one perspective. If we are a project, because now now I'm thinking about it. Look at our evolution, which spans back to to the best we know. You know, um, as far as the civilization of Samaria, right? Although I don't yeah. I don't have a lot of wait behind. I, I like Graham Hancock. I listen to a lot of his stuff. I think civilization, I, I think civilization has been wiped out several times on this planet. There's a lot of events. This is a 4 billion year old planet, uh, give or take. But all right, so let's skip to the point where we start getting more advanced. We're using writing. Uh, it could be that we're under, we're a study or, or a project and, or, I mean, the only thing, again, the only thing that's bringing me to the point of, you know, there's something there is when you see what the, the pilot, like your pilot saw, our pilot saw, that's the one thing for me that's, that's solid. What's driving those things? I don't know. I only have theory. I speak nothing from science. Uh, cause I try to rationalize cause I'm one of those. I have, I have a default to logic kind of mind. 
I'm not exactly sure what people are witnessing. I, I would welcome them if they could hear me. I'm well, I welcome you. Come grab me. I would love the answers. I won't tell nobody, but I don't know. You got, that's a good question you brought. They're here this long. Why have they not? I, the one thing I can say is observing humanity and our, all the divides we have, which we have plenty uh, race, religion, politics. Uh, we have every reason. We're not, it's not a good reason, but we have reasons to divide and have war and hate. It's crazy. And if I'm an advanced person, right, let's say, let's, let's, let's bring this down to scale. I'm an advanced person. I have a peaceful disposition. I go to a room full of people and there's just chaos in there. There's some of them, they have love. Some of them, they're angry. Some of them, they're happy. It's like a bipolar room. I'm leaving. It's not a good element for me. I'll, you know, it'd be interesting to watch, but it's not a good element for me. So that could no. be one part of it. I think the most important thing that uh, Avi Loeb said and uh, the, the, the American military is not saying that is that this must be a project for the scientists, for civilian scientists, not only for the military. And uh, the law that is now on, on Joe Biden's uh, desk, uh, it has uh, taken off everything from from uh, Kirsten Gillibrand's uh, first uh, uh, writing that has to do with civilian scientists being involved in investigating UAPs in the U.S. And that is really, really bad because this is not a project for the military. This is a project that should be civilian and uh, common knowledge, not uh, tucked away in some, some secret drawer. We, we really must know what lies behind those observations. And the only way for us to get that knowledge is to take this off the hands of the military. I agree. It would help filter correctly, right? You get professionals from every corner of the earth uh, that are civilian, and they have a – it's tough because MUFON exists, right? And I, yeah. li I like MUFON. For, they're a very diverse group. There's other groups that exist. Um. That's a good question. Why is the U.S. military at the forefront of this? <laughs> like, what, 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 what made them the experts? It's, it's a da listen to say even to say the word experts dangerous, right? Because to be an expert, you'd have to have study of something, you know, plausible in front of you. So I don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah, they are, of course they are not experts, of course, on on this at right. least, but they are experts on on defending the U.S. territory, and that is why they they uh, see UAPs as a possible threat to the U.S. And that's why, of course, they don't want any scientists involved in this because they think they can handle this with their knowledge and their equipment. No, that's, yeah, they, they can't do that. I mean, that's, that's them. Well, that's one, that's them acknowledging something's there, right? We're, we're, we're afraid of this and we're going to wrap it up, but it's not good enough because if you don't have multiple minds behind this, you can miss something. Absolutely. I think you, that's very, very important. You need multiple and, and diverse minds to, to find uh, explanations for, for the UAP uh, enigma. And uh, by calling this UAP instead of UFOs, they have narrowed down what they are investigating to only be reports from military personnel or, or civilians employed by the military and not um, getting involved in investigating things like MUFON or UFO Sweden are doing. They don't want the civilians' reports or, or they don't want uh, the, the abductions. They don't want all that stuff. I wonder if one part of that is because they want to eliminate the nonsense, right? You know, they don't want the nonsensical yes. stuff. Versus, yes. but That's good, of course. Uh, and the Swedish military tells me, uh, and they told me for years and years, that they also want to get rid of this nonsense and only focus on the real stuff, the things that could be a possible threat or, or some physical things that may come from the East or the West or whatever. It's good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good. So it's a good point. I have to imagine though, here it is. It's the 21st century. Uh, the UFO phenomena going back hundreds of years, more popular in the 1940s. I think if they were going to attack, I think they would attack us when we didn't have nukes. Right. So, I mean, for, for, <laughs> It'd probably be if they, let's let's say their interest is in Earth and they want the the material here, they would definitely attack us before we had the ability to use a sun, right? Yeah. Um, which you know gives me pause of their of their presence then because it's definitely not. 
I don't know. It, it has to be benign. It's very hard to see what they really would like if they are coming here from another planet. It's much more easy to go to the asteroid uh, belt or some yeah. well, whatever to get their their uh, minerals. I mean, the only thing that is really interesting on Earth it's the humans, right? And of course, animals. But the, the humans are, are what they should be studying if they are coming here. Well, yeah. I mean, imagine. <laughs> I say this a lot. It's it's funny, but in my mind, it's it's both serious and funny, but. Somewhere there's a main ship for aliens, right? And they they have the technology. They're they're watching multiple planets that have life on it because they're there. Uh, and they're like, "What are you watching?" I'm going to watch Earth. That place is crazy. It's hilarious. There's all sorts of insanity happening there. It's, it's constantly. So yeah, we're definitely entertaining. There's no question about it. Crazy place, Earth. Um, I mean, uh, John Keel called it uh, Disneyland of the Gods in his one of his books. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like there you'll never be bored watching Earth, I promise. This place is insane. <laughs> oh, no, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, that being said, that's a good question. What what, it, what the, the few things that come to mind that we are definitely it's definitely a long-term study and or it's a, a pro, we're a project, which I hate to think that by the way. I would rather be study than be the project, right? Like we'd be the new thing to find to study would be great. But to be a project, that would bother me a little bit, right? Because <laughs> then it would really no. make you take a step back. Like, now what's the purpose of life, right? Um, I don't know. So let me ask you this. In Sweden, are there more or less cases of UFOs than U.S. anyway? We uh, get around one report every day uh, to UFO Sweden. But that said... Most of the reports are, are just uh, specks of lights in the sky and uh, quite mundane things. Very, very, very few uh, really interesting bona fide UFOs, maybe one or two every year. So uh, people are carrying those mobile cameras with them all the time, but the pictures they take with them terrible are not very impressive, yeah. to say yeah. the least. <laughs> very, very bad, to be, to be yeah. honest. Uh, one would think that if UFOs were common, you should get better and better pictures. But since the UFO enigma, I think, is very, very scarce, it, it doesn't appear every day. It doesn't appear every week. Uh, you don't get too many pictures. You only get these this, uh, uh, planets and uh, aircraft. And we see so many bad pictures. It's incredible. I'm, yeah, I hear that a lot from the MUFON. You know, I'd spoken to Doug Wilson. He's uh, yeah, leader. I know him. Yeah, I know him. He's I, I, his on our episode we did we covered you know equipment cameras he used because he you know when you're using a digital camera, it's basically a, a compensated image. It's it's trying to re that camera is trying to remake an image that it's not sure if it's there or not. It's just recreating it the best of its ability. So I, yeah, I don't think you're going to ever get a great one thousand unless it's a cell phone camera. And they find these aliens parked at, a, I don't know, McDonald's or something. You know, it's yeah. outside of that. It's not happening. Um, and I've talked, I've spoken to a lot of people. and I have my own theories like these, the, why they glow in the air. Um, you know, they're emitting some sort of energy we don't understand. And when it's nighttime, it's, it's causing a disturbance around it. Uh, you know, the chemicals in the air is being mixed with it. Outside of that, you're right. I, I'm trying to think of one photograph from, from ufology that is just, there's one I did see where, the, uh, I, I'm sure you have too, it's a video, and you can see the two beings in, the, in, I guess, the cockpit, you could call it, but I don't yeah, know. I mean, the, the, the Turkish uh, video? Yes, yes, that one. I don't know, yeah. that 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 seems staged. I gotta be honest. Well, I'm, not, I'm not impressed of that at all. I mean, yeah. it's so, it's so, um, it's in so far distance. They have zoomed in, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of times, and it could be really anything you see there. And I'm not, I've never seen an investigation, really, of, of the original material being published. You're right. I've never read anything further other than that video clip and, this, and you know, YouTube speculation. But I don't know. I, I'm trying to think right now of any video that really had people at boom. That's the one, outside of the military ones, outside of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. really nothing. You're right. You got a point. You have to go back to the... 1970s and 80s to get uh, nice, nice pictures of, of 
of your UFOs, uh, and many of them were staged. I, I took uh, the opportunity to call people that took pictures when they were young, always men, never a woman, uh, and they took fantastic pictures here in Sweden, and they were really, really seeing those flying saucer crafts in broad daylight. And I called them 10 years after, 20 years after, maybe 30 years after, and nearly all of them confessed that they were staged. They have done this because they wanted to impress someone or just to get their picture in the paper or whatever. Right. So very, very few of those early pictures are still interesting. Very, very few. And most of them are in doubt. Yeah, you're right. You know, and partially, you know, that's the scary part. You know, to to make a fraudulent UFO today, too easy. Way too easy. Yeah, yeah very, you know? very easy. And even, so if they're doing it then... And now to, with, the, with, the, with the today's technology and all the apps you can download, it's probably at a higher scale, much higher scale. Yeah, you cannot trust a picture. You must have the witnesses as well. Uh, most, probably more than one witness. I mean, it would be three or four. That would be good. And not just the picture, because the picture says nothing. It's just the beginning of an investigation. Yeah, you're right, because there's got to be a follow-up on it. It's got to be analyzed. Um but it's going to be tough because I'm going to get out and do a documentary. And I'm one of those. If if you're watching my documentary, it's mm. probably going to be boring because I'm not going to sensationalize. I'm not going to make it more exciting. I'm building a network to, so when I travel, I know where to go. Where is the spot? So I'm not – and I live in That's Florida. That's the way to do it. That, that's the way to do it. I mean, take a look at J.J. Abrams' UFO um, documentary. Have you seen that? J.J. JJ Abrams. Let me write that down. I haven't seen that yet. Well, it's been on, on uh, all over the world now. I think it's saw, I saw it on Swedish television as well. It's in uh, four parts. It's uh, made this year, and uh, a lot of it uh, covers the, the, the U.S. military and what's happened there. But the documentary is full of pictures that are explained, misinterpretations, just crap, whatever, and right. no one explains to the viewer which is which because uh, there are some good ones as well, but you'll never get to know that. See, that's unfortunate. And you know, that's, you know, many of these shows I've watched where I hung out for that last minute, gets on like the last 10 minutes and they're like, well, next week, I'm like, God damn it. I hate that. <laughs> you know, like just put it out there, but you're, they should definitely explain what's what there should be a fact fiction section to that. Yeah. Because then you can learn something. And what you are saying that you want to make a documentary that is, is a little boring. That's fine. I think that would be a wonderful documentary. Maybe you can get to know something after watching it. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have witnessed nothing ever, <laughs> you know, not ghosts. Not, <laughs> you have nothing. I'm it's I, this podcast. I do. I speak about everything. I have detectives on the show. I have ufology, paranormal, mm health and wellness. I, I'm pretty diverse. I don't have any one subject I fall under. I am fascinated by UFOs and ghosts because I'm one of those before I leave this planet, however that may be, I want to know. I really want to know badly because it's driving. Good. And it, it, I'll tell you what, again, those, those videos from the military lit a fire in me because now I have to know. It's not about just wanting to know. Now I got to. And when I go do the doc, Look, man, I'm I'm a I'm a weird person. I run to the problem. I'm the guy that dies in the movie, you know. So <laughs> if I find something, it's going to be documented. It's not going to be from the distance where I zoom in. I'm running at whatever it is. It's going to happen. So I don't. I must confess that I have had this fire since 1974. I was 16 at that time, and I started UFO Society here in Sweden. And I felt that fire since then. Uh, and uh, the military, the US military films are okay, interesting, but. To me, there are just one other uh, jigsaw in this puzzle. Yep. Just one, one other one. And uh, in the early 1980s, I, I started to uh, to work together with some friends, and we have now built the world's largest UFO archives, which is uh, here in Sweden. And um, we are trying to help the world with good information about UFOs and the paranormal. It's not just UFOs. It's all those topics that you are interested in, are stored at, at AFU, Archives for the Unexplained, as it's called. And uh, it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger for every week that goes. And we have 7,000 square feet now. Wow. <laughs> and uh, 4,000 yards of bookshelves. You know? So it's, it's quite good. It's quite good. 
that's a that's an enormous amount of information stored. It is. I would have to have it you is. on the podcast for the next five years straight <laughs> just to cover that. <laughs> yeah, I can sit there and read from the papers. You know, we have millions of papers, and we have sixty thousand UFO reports, fifty five thousand books in the library, but millions of documents and newspaper clippings and paraphernalia stuff of whatever you are looking for. We we have it. We have even. A police jacket from Alan Godfrey, who was maybe the first uh, policeman in, in the UK that was uh, abducted in 1980. We have his police jacket. Oh. We have so many interesting things that have fallen from the sky or been, been found together with observations of UFOs. We have tapes, hours and hours and hours of films, and of course, everything that you would like to know about UFOs. My goodness, man. You've definitely you've definitely done the legwork. Um, yeah, you, maybe we should do that. I'll have you on the podcast monthly. Well, you pick whatever three cases you want to talk about. And bring on whoever you want. We'll talk about it. I would love. <laughs> I to wish I had the time. Yeah, I, I mean, wish I had the time to do that. I, yeah, I that's be glad to be, be back another time. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll definitely be scheduling you a lot in the future. Like, just let me know when, because um, that's that's a lot of information you got. That's tremendous information. Yeah, you can find us at afu.se. If you want to take a look at us, yeah, and, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna put that up on the, uh, so other people can find it too. Um, real quick, sorry, before we close out, yeah, parallels between the, the paranormal and UFOs. I'm sure, as you just said, there's a lot of those, right? Yeah. What, what do you think that yeah. is, personally? I, I have my own thoughts on that, but I'm curious to know what other people think of that. I mean, I've, I've been meeting so many people that have met uh, angels, gnomes. Uh, of course, aliens. You can you can put a name on them, of right. course, but they are on the verge of of our reality, in a way. They are not really here, but sometimes they are. So they are vanishing in many strange ways. Uh, they are experienced in many very strange ways as well. Sometimes it's like they were inside your head. It's something happening inside you as a human. And other times, it's more physical. And that is strange. I mean, I, I think uh, you must be studying parapsychology as well to be able to understand some of the aspects right. of, of uh, the UFO enigma. You know, I say this a lot too. The human brain, the, the, we don't even use its full potential, right? It's, when you look at the human brain under imaging, uh, it's the most complex machine on the planet. Uh, we still don't fully, it's a, it's a super computer, the brain. And so you yeah. imagine, and I, maybe this is a pattern I found, but there's been reports of people having head injuries that like the guy that got in a car accident and he could play piano at a master level. Like that's not fake. He could legitimately play the piano at a master's level. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of potential in the human brain. I wonder if it transmits you know, maybe it's it's perceiving something that it shouldn't be there. Maybe it's a parallel, you know, existence or whatever it may be. But when you have something in your brain that you open this new doorway, this new chapter for it, maybe you could perceive things you would otherwise not be able to. And you must also be open to that the brain can create worlds that are not physical. It, it can create things, create the reality right. around you as well. So it's so strange that the brain is not fully investigated. And there's so much more to learn about it. And we must be very, very, very open to explanations here. I think a part of the UFO phenomena is explainable if we know more about how we work as a human being as well. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. We got to learn our own biology first to figure that out. Because um, that's hard. That's really hard to do that. Because yeah, we have, there's institutes that are, their goal is to remap the brain for, to download, upload consciousness. I read a lot about this. Uh, and if they're listening, I'll be a test subject. I'm, I'm getting, when the time's right, when I get to that, you know, when the time's right, I'll do it. But the point I make is I think consciousness and the soul are one and the same. And that's why it's such an enigma, right? Cause you can't, you can't go to the local hospital, get an MRI and view the soul, right? nor can no. you do that with the consciousness. You could just see the activity of the brain. And I've, I'm one thing I am pretty firm on currently is that spirits, the soul, the the consciousness, all these things. I think it's just pure energy, right? We're made. Mm -hmm. It's an because when the human body passes along and then the brain eventually shuts down, 
there's been a lot of reports of energy in and around that room. This isn't just, you know, some witness who had a, a fantastic sighting. Doctors had spoken about this. That studied it anyway. Um, and like what you said, with the brain, the power to brain, like when you think about when you dream, how mm. real are those? You know, like I've had some dreams I woke up from, not even, not even kidding you, where I really thought I was there and doing whatever it is I was doing in that dream. Completely 100% yeah. thinking that. So and that, that is really some key maybe to some of what we are talking about now, because it's very, very difficult for us to distinguish between the physical reality and some other part of the reality that is, is uh, made up in our brains. And that line is very, very hard to, 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 to draw, really. Where does it really right. end up? You know, there's a game coming out, a video game, uh, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Man, you look at the, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but when you get the opportunity, go on YouTube, look at a 4K version of that video game coming out for the new Xbox and PS5. Man, if you put glasses on, you would not mm-hmm. know the difference from reality almost. It's creepy. So yeah. that's what we're doing with technology at this scale. Now try to imagine if you step it up a bit, what would you perceive? And that leads to the fact of what the brain's willing to accept. So if your brain's re- willing to accept that game as real and then your dreams are accepted as real. And let's say there's people that do um, DMT and other drugs and they, they legit are interacting with other things that are current, you know, they're not there, but that's a reality for them. So yeah. the, the chemical response to humans, that's another thing too, by the way, when people witness these UFOs, there, there's a, there's some kind of shock there and your chemical response to that for, for me, in my case, it would be an adrenaline dump, right? Um, and when you have an overwhelming amount of dopamines being dropped and other chemicals, I wonder if it does alter your, your reality. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very important. I think we can alter the reality in many, many ways. And drugs is only one way to do it. You can do it by meditation. Uh, and, uh, well, there are other ways as well. You can do it, uh, um, by, by, uh, say, not ordinary drugs, but you can mind mind control like the CIA tried uh, once. Yeah, LSD, MK Ultra, and things like that. Yeah, there's something there. When a CIA is experimenting with something, it's not because they're trying to be monsters; they see a potential, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they want to use it in some way. You know, when I was a kid, I watched Star Wars. I thought I I I legit thought I was a, a Jedi. I thought that for, for a long time. <laughs> I thought I could move things in my mind. I, 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 and even in my, an adult now, I'd still like to do it. But <laughs> the point and what is, do you think today? What, what are you today? Today, I'm still a Jedi. <laughs> Listen, on my medical records, on Facebook, and anything, I, when, it, when it says religion, I put Jedi. Because what are they going to do? You know, like, <laughs> prove I'm not. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's good. I mean, the Jedis are, are, are good and nice, so. That's fine. Yeah, they're they're a peaceful group, but you know, I don't know. I wish I wish humanity could reflect more on things like that. It's it's just a shame the way we are currently. I don't I don't even understand it. If you, I literally thought by now racism wouldn't even be a thing. I thought by now politics wouldn't be so prevalent. I, I really thought we were going to advance, but we really haven't. Yeah. We're still like Roman. We still have a Roman kind of mind. Uh, strange. Yeah, that's very, very sad. I agree with you. I, I, I write about uh, politics quite a lot for my newspaper, and uh, I follow happenings all around the world. And it's really been going backwards the last five, six, seven years, something like that. And that's sad. It's so it, sad. It is. I'll tell you what the worst part is. Like, let's let's talk about the UFO disclosure. Both camps agreed in the same thing. Uh, but they, and then at the same time they agreed on it, they disagree on it. I mean, it's, it's almost like whatever they say, we're saying the opposite. <laughs> <You> know, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. That's, that's really like a childish mentality. You're both agreeing on it. It's a, a good or bad thing, whether it be good or bad, but you're agreeing. Why do you oppose when you're in a forum together? Is it to save faith? That makes no sense to me. Just get rid of that nonsense already. Why are we still doing Roman things in current times? You know, I mean, it, politics says not very much to do with common sense, really. Really not. I mean, at the end of the day, you're supposed to be doing what's best for the people, right? That's the reason there's a government. We we trust you to have structure so that we yeah. don't have to worry about the structure. We don't care about your thoughts, opinions, and 
What? Just give us what's best for us. And if we're curious, mm. if we have curious, a curious mind is a good thing. Because yeah. without a curious mind, there wouldn't be a theory. And without a theory, there wouldn't be science. You know, they, no. they, they go one and the same. So It's very, very important to be curious. It's very important to ask questions. It's also very important to get an education so you know right. something. And you're not just guessing. You know what people understand is an education is a, it's a more sophisticated filtering system. It allows you mm. to see things, you know, plainly and, and observe them and learn from them and not disregard. And then you can filter out the parts you don't need. There's no reason to be like, well, that's wrong. And that's that, you don't, it's good to form opinions, but not when you're at, at the, you know, when you're harming someone else, you know, when you're, when yeah. you're, when you're doing it at the expense of another's feelings, that's, that's crazy. It is. It is. And uh, all those uh, fake news that are out on the internet, all those videos of, of the UFOs that are just uh, for entertainment or just for kidding around. It's so bad. It really hurts the, the that's, us that try to be serious researchers. Yeah. See for you and for me and other people that are, you know, we, you know, we want the truth. We want to find out what this is when these, when you're putting these videos out, you're, you're desensitizing us one to the subject two. You're making us have a natural skeptic. You're make, you're, you're making people who want to find truth become skeptics. You're making us do that by doing these videos because Absolutely. they got me. Yeah. There's been some videos and that's, this is why, and I'm glad you said this. This is why today I'm a little standoffish on things because Early in YouTube, they got me, man. They got me a couple of times. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, there's no way. And then you study it and you're like, oh, it's fake. And then by time it two or three years pass, it did, you could right now put a real UFO in front of me right now on video. And I would probably just disregard it because yeah. it, especially on social media, like, yep, fake, yep, fake. So for those listening that did this and they made these fake things, you ruined investigating for for the truth. You, you damaged they it. made a huge disservice to everyone, really, by doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. tragedy. And I mean, the X5 says, I want to believe, but I don't want to believe. I want to know. Right. And you said it from the beginning that you want to know. And that's the only way to take another step forward, not by believing, but by getting the facts. Yeah. Listen, faith, faith is a good thing, but it's also dangerous. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Faith, you can keep your faith, but uh, not when it comes to prove something or to get the, the knowledge. Right. Yeah, because for me, the day's going to, it's so tough. God, now that we're on that subject, I think of how many videos are out there that I, I just literally put me, it really did put me off. You know, yeah. it's, it's they really did, did they did a, not a really big disservice. That is terrible because I'm hoping that if someone does get tangible, what what do you think they should do? You get, let's say I get, a, I'm out doing a doc. I get really good footage of a real UFO. I'm definitely not putting on social media. No, absolutely not. That would be the worst <laughs> thing to do. I right. I mean, where, where do I go to a news station? Because if I, let's say I make the documentary, right? And I find yeah. something good. Yeah. I'm going to have to, what, make it a film? Like, like, I'd have to do everything I could to protect its integrity. I think before you're going to a news station, you should try to contact the scientist that you really trust or you know and get some help to analyze and to, 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 to someone that can say this is bona fide. An investigator that is good at it should try to see if he could find explanation for what you have filmed. And after that, you can go to, to the news media, I think. Yeah, because, you know, I from the guests I had on the show, you included... I have a pretty good panel. Hmm. That'd probably be the direction I have. I'd probably have to get you like Lenny DePaul from the U S marshals and Doug Wilson from MUFON and have a good diverse panel. And then, That's good. and this way the chain of custody, of that video is pretty strong. And when it makes it out there, it wasn't just me and I kept it for myself. You know what I mean? I, 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 Avi Loeb, people like that could, to, to, cause that's, I'm glad we talked, spoke about that. Cause I didn't consider it till just now. If I go out and do this hmm. doc and I find something, I'm like, wow. Definitely not on Facebook. Definitely not on YouTube. Definitely. No. Yeah. No. Because then it'll, be, it'll fall to that category. Oh, that's a nonsense. They'll swipe right through that. So, yeah, you got a good point there. 
I don't know. But you haven't seen you haven't seen anything you said. You haven't ever No, man, nothing. Experienced anything. Nothing. No. I, it, maybe it's me, man. Maybe I don't know. I I've I've had this discussion. <laughs> like I had a friend of mine I've spoken to. He was like, "Yeah, I saw a UFO in West Palm Beach." I'm like, "Why you?" <laughs> Come on. <laughs> of all people, you're a surfer. You don't even care. <laughs> you know. Mm, I don't know why. A bitch, you know? It really is. <laughs> I mean, I live in Florida. Everything oh. crazy happens in Florida. This this state has got crazy written on it. Like UFOs, ghosts. Uh, what what was that recent one I read about? Uh, the ape, the orange ape thing in in the the Everglades. Like, come on, man! And I here I am, nothing. See nothing at all. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe anyway, you should spend more time outdoors. I I <laughs> as a kid, as a kid, I was constantly. I was. T- I told the story before. I would sneak out of the house as a kid, go play manhunt with my friends nighttime all the time. And we're in this place in Palm Harbor, Florida. And if you pan right, there's this lake. And then on the other side of the lake, there's these woods. And some of my friends said they saw like, well, I think they said stick figures walking around over there. I got to I ran for that. I, it took me two seconds to even think about it, just start running for it. And I get there, nothing there, right? This absolute disappointment. I'm like, what? And I remember being a kid being like, why do I never see anything until it, and then it dawns on you. You're in Florida. You're running through the woods, and there's gators or snakes or like, like all the real dangerous things all around you. But you're running after a shadow. <laughs> and I, I yeah, so I, I don't know what it is. I just maybe maybe now my adult maybe I should be outdoors start searching. That's that's the idea of the documentary anyway. I'm gonna get out there and search because yeah, I cannot rest my bones until I witness. I don't care what. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like uh, the Loch Ness Monster. I remember being a kid being really into that. And then you grow up and you look at the at the lock and then you think of today's technology. I'm like, we would have definitely found that. It's too big. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there uh, and uh, I interviewed people as well. And there's really no life in the Loch Ness. It's uh, nothing to eat for a monster. That's the problem. Yeah, it's true. I, there's, I never considered it either. What's it hunting? You know, it's, <laughs> unless, yeah. it, unless it's deep, you know, there's not even really what plant life down there. Like the locks just fresh water trapped in the channel. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's nothing to eat in that thing. So that's another good point. And as big as a lock may be, I think what our, we have the technology to detect torpedoes, which in comparison to a Loch Ness monster, relevantly smaller. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. Uh, I think I love, in fact, I remember being in my teens and completely losing faith in that for whatever reason. I, I don't recall. Um, other things like Bigfoot, I'm not, that's tough for me too. Although a friend of mine recently pointed out something to me that shocked me that there was some group of gorillas, I believe it was mountain gorillas that we found in somewhere in like maybe the eighties or nineties that we didn't know about. And I, I thought that was impossible. Like, there's no way we studied Africa thoroughly, but sure enough, there was a group of gorillas, a, a group of them, large animals that we didn't even know were there. Um, but that's about the only thing that gives me hope for that because I, I would like to believe by now, modern time, with IR, drones, and all the other things we have, I think we would have found this thing unless we're not and determined. You could find, uh, find uh, skeletons, uh, carcasses. I mean, something. they must die. Yeah, something. these are large animals with a large femur. And I, I, if they're currently presently alive and dying, yeah, I would say we would find those bones because what's going to chew that thing up? It's enormous. Yeah, and still people see them. And that's what really keeps me ticking. Because the, the, the answer to many of those questions are the human being. And we are complex. We are very strange. We yeah. are so, so interesting to understand. Well, we so like mystery. Comes down to that. Yeah, we like mystery. We really do. Yeah, we like mystery. Yeah, if you, if you, get, a, yeah, you get a TV show on where there's a strange killer and no one's identified it, people are going to be glued to that because it's Absolutely. mysterious. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful. I really am. What about uh, so? Before we close out, class, uh, what do you want to see happen in the next five years? I would like to see um, uh, those paperwork's that we were briefly discussing earlier on that the U.S. military must have when it comes to those David Fravor, uh, the radar observations, the other pilots. There must be loads of interesting stuff hidden inside the Pentagon right now that I would like to read. I would like to know what they know and what they think they know. But I'm not that hopeful, really, about that. But I would love to see that. 
Me too. I wouldn't hold my breath at the U.S. releasing it, though. <laughs> no. They, no. They, they have paperwork like they're playing poker long term. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't understand that. You think they would want to. Listen, a word up for any president, future president of the United States. You want a landslide, and I mean a landslide vote, to disclose full disclosure on all UFO information or any other paranormal stuff you have. I promise you, you'll not only make president, not only by a landslide, you might be there for the next 20 years. People would have that kind of faith in you. You know what I mean? So that's just my opinion anyway. That's good. Anyway, I hope you're getting through with that, really. Yeah. Class, it's been a pleasure. Um, the very same, Adam. Very same. I would definitely like to have you on again. We'll definitely talk in the future. Yeah. And uh, good luck with your show now. And uh, have a nice evening in Florida. You too, sir. You have a good day. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.